0: Welcome back to Started From The Bottom and our 11th week of the show with Caleb Nixon alongside Joey Pulizzi. This week, we are heading back to the NBA and featuring the remarkable story of Chicago native Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly was born on July 12th, 1988. He grew up in Chicago with very little as his mom and himself He struggled to make ends meet. His mom worked three jobs, including one at a phone company, one painting nails, and one babysitting. She was exhausted and Patrick Beverly wanted to make sure his mom did not have to go through this her whole life. His father was not in his life as he struggled with drug abuse. However, he did push himself to get past these hard times. He covered up his bathroom mirror with yellow sticky notes stating what his goals were for the upcoming season in high school. As a freshman, he attended Wabansie Valley High School in Chicago, but as a sophomore, he transferred to John Marshall Metropolitan High School on the west side of Chicago. Although his stats are not available for sophomore and junior season, I assume he made a name for himself leading up to his explosive senior year. During his senior year, he averaged 37.3 points per game, which led the whole state of Illinois. He also averaged six assists, six rebounds, and eight steals per game. Yes, eight steals. He was also named Co-Player of the Year and was selected to play in the Round Ball Classic. According to Rivals.com, Beverly had offers from Arkansas, Michigan, and St. John's. These were his only d one offers where he then decided to attend Arkansas University. As a freshman at Arkansas,
1: He began playing immediately and making an impact on the roster. He averaged 13.9 points, 4.5 rebounds, 3.1 assists, and 1.7 steals per game. He was named SEC Freshman of the Year by the league's coaches, and he also received second-team All-SEC honors. His sophomore season, he began starting for the Razorbacks, while starting in all but two games. He took a decrease in points while averaging only 12.1 this season, however he led the team in rebounds at 6.6, steals at 1.3, and three-point percentage at 37.8%. He was a candidate for the Wooden Award. The Razorbacks went 23-12 and 12 in that season while making it to the second round of the NCAA Tournament. However, as Beverly went into his junior season, he was soon deemed ineligible to play for the whole season. Beverly admitted that he had been suspended because of an academic integrity issue on a class paper. Instead of staying in school and not being able to play basketball,
0: Beverly chose a whole different path. In October, 2008, Beverly signed a one-year contract for just over six figures with the Ukrainian team, Niprov. The contract had no buyout and Beverly was free to leave at season's end without penalty. He participated in the Ukrainian Basketball League, the UBL, All-Star Game, and won the League Slam Dunk Contest. In 46 games for Dnipro, Beverly averaged 16.7 points, 7 rebounds, 3.6 assists, 2.2 steals, and 1.3 blocks. He was automatically entered into the 2009 NBA Draft where he was selected with the 42nd overall pick by the Los Angeles Lakers. On June 26, 2009, a day after the draft, the Miami Heat announced that they had acquired the draft rights to Beverly from the Lakers in exchange for a 2011 second round pick and cash considerations. He was later cut as a part of the Heat's final roster cuts. Beverly still wanted to play basketball, so on August 26, 2009, Beverly signed with the Greek team Olympikos Piraeus. He helped Olympicos win the 2010 Greek Cup title and reached the finals of both the EuroLeague and the Greek League. In 19 EuroLeague games, he averaged 2.7 points and 1.9 rebounds. He also appeared in 22 Greek League games and averaged 4.9 points, 2.8 rebounds, and 1.6 assists. After the 2010 season, Beverly decided to leave Olympicos. Beverly signed with Spartak St. Petersburg, and after just one season, on November 10, 2011, signed a contract extension with Spartak. The new deal locked Beverly in with the team through 2014 and included an option for the 2014-15 season. Now Beverly was locked in, and on January 28, 2012, Beverly scored a professional career high, 38 points to go along with seven rebounds and five assists. In that same season, Beverly was selected as the EuroCup MVP for the 2011 2012 season. He dominated throughout the season as he led his team to a spot in the EuroCup semifinals.
1: After the season was over, Beverly announced that he would not be returned to Spartak for the 2012 2013 season. However, Spartak insisted that he honored his contract, which, as we recall, was through the 2014 season. But the only way that Beverly could void his contract was if he received an NBA after. So after that season, he played one more season with Spartak in 2012, 2013. And then finally Patrick Beverly got his opportunity in the NBA. Beverly would reach an agreement with the Houston Rockets. On January 7th, 2013, Beverly signed a multi-year deal with the Rockets and was immediately assigned to the Rio Grande Valley Vipers of the NBA Development League. He spent a week with the Vipers before officially making his NBA debut on January 15, 2013 in a 117-109 loss to the Los Angeles Clippers. In just under two minutes off the bench, Beverly recorded three points, one assist, and one steal. In his first full season with the Houston Rockets, He averaged 5.6 points, 2.7 rebounds, 2.9 assists, and 0.9 steals in just 41 games. The following season, Beverly was plagued with injuries. He played in 56 out of 82 games. He was placed on the inactive list for 14 games following surgery to repair a fracture in his right hand. However, on June 2, 2014, Beverly was named to the All-Defensive Second Team, for the 2013-2014 season. The following season, in 2014-2015, Beverly was starting to get noticed as an NBA player. He came from behind in the semifinal and final rounds to win the Skills, skills Challenge during the NBA All-Star Weekend. However, the season would be cut abruptly when he was ruled out for the rest of the season with a left wrist injury in March. After the season is over, Beverly decided to re-sign with the Houston Rockets on a four-year, $23 million deal. He was once again selected to compete in the 2016 Skills Challenge to defend his title, but an angle injury forced him to withdraw. The rest of the season, Beverly was playing at the top of his game. On March 18, 2016, he recorded a then-season-high 18 points and a career-high 10 assists in a 116-111 win over the Minnesota Timberwolves. Then, just 12 days later, he scored a career-high 22 points in a 103-100 loss to the Chicago Bulls. In the 2016-2017 NBA season, Beverly was a key role player for the Houston Rockets. He averaged 19.5 points, 5.9 rebounds, 4.2 assists, and 1.7 steals. He would also be luck to the all defensive first team, becoming just the fourth player in franchise history to earn all defensive first team honors and the first since Scottie, Scottie Pippen in 1998 and 1999. Beverly also won the NBA Hustle Award. However, Beverly's time in Houston would come to an end after the season. On June 28, 2017, the Los Angeles Clippers acquired Beverly, Sam Deckard, Montreal Harold, Duran Hillard, DeAndre Liggins, Lou Williams, Kyle Witzler and a 2018 first round pick from the Houston Rockets in exchange for point guard Chris Paul. However, with his first season with the Clippers, he would only play in 11 games before ending the season. He was ruled out for the rest of the season after undergoing a meniscus repair and a minor fracture procedure on his right knee. Then, over the next three seasons, Beverly was a key part of the Clippers' roster a player known for his defensive skills and who can score the ball at times. After the 2019 season, Beverly signed a three-year deal to stay with the team. So as a result, Beverly is still with the Los Angeles Clippers today, playing alongside Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. However, once again, Pat Beverly, his playing time is limited due to injuries. Beverly does hope to win his first NBA championship this year with the Los Angeles Clippers.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I and I really think the Clippers have a good shot to, you know, get there. They they have the roster to do it. They, everyone thought they had the roster last year. And it seems like, you know, they have like I said, they have the roster to do it. It does stink for Pat Bev that, you know, he's out to injuries again. Um, but I guess it's more important for him to get healthy. Someone come playoff time. You know, they're all rested. They're all ready to go and hopefully make a long run uh, because, you know, Kawhi Leonard is also struggling with injuries. So I think it's more important for them to get geared up for the playoff run rather than, you know, position themselves in the playoff standings.
1: Yeah, it's I think Pat Beverly's a great player, great defensive player. You know, you see him locking down these point guards game in and game out. The thing with him over his career we saw in this is injuries, a lot of injuries for him, a lot of games missing. And it's just he's got just enough injury prone and it sucks, but he's still fighting. He's still a fighter and he's going to go in every game and give us 110%.
0: Yeah, that's guaranteed. And everyone's known that about Pat Bev since, you know, the day he entered the league. And I mean, it's, it's not, it's not a good sight to see for opponents going back into, you know, his childhood, uh, it was him and his mom growing up. And as I mentioned, his dad, you know, really was not a part of his life at all. struggled with drug abuse. Um, and so it was just him and his mom and they didn't have much. Uh, his mom did everything she could to make sure Beverly had a good life growing up, but it was still a struggle for them, both of them. Um, but, you know, I think high school is when we see Bev, you know, use these, this hardship as motivation and he really takes off going into his high school senior year.
1: Yeah. It, it's probably, you know, hard on Pat Beverly's just a little, high schooler and his dad's not around so he doesn't have that that person that you know teach him teaching him the game basketball practice with him he doesn't have that so Pat Beverly he's doing this on his own and look what he did in his senior year man eight steals per game have you ever heard about any player getting eight steals per averaging eight steals per game I, I sure haven't
0: no I haven't either and I mean that's just crazy you gotta you gotta be hungry to have eight steals and everyone knows Beverly is I mean it's his personality. He's definitely like that. You know, that would be the one player though, like before I found this out that he had averaged eight steals per game, I believe the Clippers released it this stat a while back, maybe a year ago or so, but it was like, you know, I can see Pat Bev doing that because it's Pat Bev. And I guess if he's playing against a bunch of high scores, I mean, it's going to happen. And you think about it, I doubt he actually got like, you know, think about it. Exactly. Eight steals a game. I bet there were times where he got, you know, four, but then there were also times where he got 15 or 16. I mean, who knows? I, I would be very interested to hear his career high in high school for steals because I'd imagine it'd be in the teens.
1: Yeah. Cause if you look at averages, it's just averages all your steals per game over the season. So he definitely had 13, 14 steals in, in many games, but that's just crazy. And also look what he averaged 37.3 points. So, it's very shocking that he didn't get more offers from, you know, better D one school. I know Michigan is a great school, but I would like to see Pat Bev get more offers than what he did.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, a lot of it, I'd have to assume a lot of those points does come off steals. I mean, you get steals a lot of the times it's going to be a wide open layup or a relatively easy shot to get two points. Um, But I agree with you. I mean, still, even averaging eight steals alongside those 37 points, you would think he would get more offers. He didn't, obviously, but, you know, Arkansas and Michigan weren't bad offers. The, the Razorbacks were solid during the time he was there, but, you know, I agree with you, Joey. I think he he performed well enough to get better D1 offers, and I think it's more shocking that really no Illinois schools recruited him, considering he was in the middle of Chicago, where, you know, a lot of recruits come from.
1: Yeah, and, you know, Pat Beverly, you know, this is kind of why we're talking about him, you know, didn't have, you know, the most loving family. His dad wasn't around. So that's hard in itself. But we also find out, you know, he goes to a D1 school, which is like, why is he starting from the bottom? But it's after his sophomore year what happens, and why we are talking about him today.
0: Yeah. And as you said, you know, his freshman, sophomore season, he played well for the Razorbacks, he was freshman of the year his first year um, and he was a candidate for the Wooden award in his second year. So his team succeeded well in the sophomore season as well, but going into that junior season, he was not able to play due to an academic integrity issue on a class paper. And, you know, it's probably his own responsibility. He owned up to it. Um, he, he admitted that he was in the wrong there, but, you know, he had a choice of staying in school, uh, sitting around making sure his grades are good going towards graduation or he had the ability to chase his dreams and go play basketball and I think as most of us know we we know what he chose he chose basketball
1: okay about a question so if you were in Pat Beverly's shoes and you're a junior you couldn't play the whole season would you stay with Arkansas play your senior season and probably get drafted in a year or would you do what Pat Beverly did and go and play overseas in Ukraine like he did in his first first year in 2008?
0: Yeah, that's a very tough question. And that's, I mean, I, I can't imagine how Bev went through this himself to figure out the answer. But, you know, if I'm, in, if I'm personally in Patrick Beverly's shoes, I would probably wait out a year. Um, I know Patrick Beverly, though. You look at him and how feisty he is, how hungry he is. He doesn't want to just sit around and practice. He wants to go out and scrap. He wants to go out and play. And so it's not shocking for me to hear him go to another basketball league in Europe um, to, to get his experience, to get experience from some kind of professional league. But personally, I think I would have waited it out and just went and played my senior year. What about you?
1: It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, I think I, I would have waited out and – when played my senior year at Arkansas, it's tough though. And he played good. He played good in, in the Ukraine league, uh, in 46 games, averaged almost 17.7 rebounds two, 2.2 steals, 3.6 assists. So he played good, but I guess teams don't really look at a lot of overseas players like they do, but they don't give it as much consideration as if he played for, you know, division one school in the United States. So I think, If Beverly might have stayed, he might have went higher up in the draft than what he did at 42.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, he didn't play bad. He obviously played good as he went through his stats there. But, you know, if he would have stayed at Arkansas, who knows? I mean, he could have gotten more. He definitely would have gotten more looks because, you know, first of all, he's in the United States. A lot of NBA scouts don't go international too much. They will go every once in a while if there's a standout player. But, you know, I think he had a better chance of staying in Arkansas, making a name for himself in his senior year. Um, But, hey, he he made it work. He did get drafted 42nd overall by the Lakers. And, you know, that's very interesting to me. It seems like obviously he's a part of the Clippers now, but it seems like Pat Bev has always had some beef with the Lakers. And, you know, maybe I, I really didn't know that he was drafted by the Lakers until we talked about it. But maybe it's because they traded him away to the Miami Heat right after draft day.
1: That could be a strong possibility. Yeah, you always see him. He doesn't like the Lakers. He always talks smack about the Lakers all the time. This could be actually why. I, I didn't know that either. But sadly, they traded him away to the Heat. And the Heat didn't think he was good enough to make their final roster, which is very surprising. But they cut him and Pat Beverly. He's a guy that wants to work, wants to get better. And that's exactly what he did after even getting cut.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it is shocking that he wasn't part of those final... Final cuts, I guess it was shocking that he was a part of it. You know, a scrappy guy like that usually sticks on the team. Um, but so instead of staying in the NBA, he went to a Greek team, Olympikos Piraeus. Um, and that's just, you know, he didn't really succeed too well over there. They played in both the EuroLeague and the Greek League. He averaged around five points during the Greek League, not as much during the League, But, you know, I mean, he moved on, he kept going, and then finally signed with Spartak, where he succeeded to get him into a position to get into the league.
1: Yeah, very interesting how with that Greek team, Olympia Coast, he really struggled. I don't know if he struggled, if he didn't get the playing time or what, but that's not like Pat Beverly, only averaging two, three, four points a game. That's not like him. So I think he decided he wants to leave. Probably didn't get enough playing time, so he decided to leave, and Spartak, man, he thrived there because just one season, Sparta gave him like a four a four year deal, I believe it was. So they wanted to keep him around. They knew Pat Beverly with the player he was, and look in 2012 he went off for 38 points.
0: Yeah, and that was just the start. I mean, he won Euro Cup MVP in the 2011 12 season. Um, they also got to the Euro Cup finals and. So before he went to the league, before he went with the Rockets, you know, he kept succeeding with this team through the 2012-13 season. But, you know what, I mean, we, might, we need to stop and talk about, I mean, this for a second. You do not see this too often. As a player is drafted into the NBA, if they have really no option but to go overseas and play for, you know, a Greek league, a Europe league, um, something like that along those lines, you rarely see these players get back into the NBA. You rarely see them get another opportunity in the NBA. And, of course, what what did Pat Bev do? He worked so hard to the point where he got one more shot. He got his shot finally in the NBA. He never really got in the first place. But, I mean, he never – you rarely ever see players come back from Europe to continue their playing in the NBA.
1: You, yeah, you actually really don't see it. It's very unlikely that a player, you know, goes to the league, gets drafted, and then doesn't make a roster, goes back overseas, and then comes back to play. It doesn't happen very often. Uh, I know one player, it didn't happen to him, but a player like Nicola Meretic, I don't know if you remember him, but he came from overseas with the Bulls, and then now he's back over there. So I doubt I doubt he would come back and play. It, just, it doesn't happen, but Pat Beverly... He worked hard each and every day, went to three different teams in Europe to play for them to now finally get an opportunity with the Houston Rockets.
0: And he did. He got his opportunity. He did start in the D League, as it was at the time in 2013, has now transitioned into the G League. But so he was part of the Rio Grande Valley Vipers. um, And so he spent a week there. Before making his NBA debut against his now team, the Los Angeles Clippers, um, he didn't, you know, it was his first game. So he, he came off the bench, only recording two minutes, scored three points, assists and a steal. I mean, it wasn't anything special, but, you know, I think it was after his first season with Houston. He was plagued with injuries, but he got the opportunity to make him a name for himself while receiving more playing time.
1: I think the interesting thing about this is how we only spent one week in the D league. Now it's the G league, but only one week. That's crazy. So the Houston Rockets, they saw something out of Patrick Beverly to call him up and let him make an impact on the roster.
0: Yeah, absolutely. One week is a short span. I mean, you got to really thrive in that one week. You're not just going to get called up because you know, they need a player and may I remind you, we, I believe we talked about this when we talked about Jeremy Lynn. Uh, This was the time where Jeremy Lynn also went to Houston and there was, I believe five point guards on Houston's roster. So Patrick Beverly was one of those point guards, but you know, I mean, he worked his way to continue to be on that roster. Jeremy Lynn ended up getting cut as we previously mentioned a couple weeks ago. Um, But Patrick Beverly, he, I think he was one of the final either three or four point guards that were on that roster. So Houston, like you said, Joey, they saw something in him and they finally gave him a shot and obviously turned out very well for the Rockets.
1: Yeah, he he's a baller. He plays defense and look at in his second season with the Rockets, all defensive second team. So you just know Pat Beverly's a guy who's going to hustle on every play, play defense. And that's what coaches like. And I think that's why mike d'antoni the head coach of the Rockets, decided to go all in on pat beverly
0: yeah as you said i mean mike d'antoni he went all in and he he started to get noticed in that next year after winning that or being on that nba all this defensive second team that next year is when he started getting noticed even more um he came behind in the skills challenge to win it during the all-star weekend and really, you know, this isn't shocking for him. He's, a, he's the kind of guy we've been talking about it the whole episode. He's the kind of guy to go 110%, 100% of the time. I mean, he's not going to slack off. Even if it is a, you know, a lackadaisical, fun, supposed to be fun challenge, he's going to go hard. I mean, he's not coming out here to lose. It's Patrick Beverly. He's coming out here to win. And, of course, that's what he did. Um, although, you know, the season was a bit rough. Again, it ended with injury a left wrist injury that would cause him to be out for the season.
1: Yeah. Injuries, man. Injuries are really affecting Beverly. You know, the prior season to that, he got hurt. Then with the All-Star Challenge, he, after it, he got hurt. Then the following season, he was trying to play in the, in the Skills Challenge, but he got hurt again, so he couldn't play. So Beverly, the injuries are going to catch up to him. And it's tough because look at this 2021 season we'll get to. He's still hurt right now with a completely different injury.
0: Yeah, and we'll get to that later. But, I mean, it, it's, it, it plays a huge theme in a lot of these professional athletes' careers. As you get older, um, the more injury-prone you get, I guess. Um, but so after that season, the 2014-15, where he ended the season on injury, uh, he did get an extension, which, you know, it's good to see, a four-year, 23-mil contract. Um, and, you know, this is the point. He probably, before this was on, you know, minimum deals, just signing those one year, maybe two years to give him a shot. But, you know, I think this is the start. This is where we see Patrick Beverly. He's able to, as I mentioned earlier, he's going to be able to take care of his family now. I mean, he's not going to have to worry about that for the rest of his life. He's, he's worked hard enough to the point where he's going to have a $23 million contract, and, and he's going to be able to take care of his mom and himself and, and the family that he has built around him.
1: 100%. This is what he wanted from, from a young age, help out his mom. And now he gets about about $6 million per year. So he can definitely help out his mom and then some. So proud to see Pat Beverly, you know, work his way up from the bottom. Now getting a four-year deal worth $23 million.
0: Yeah. And he, he did, you know, thrive off this contract. He was in the 2016 Skills Challenge. Again, injury, you know, it was hard for him this season. He had to withdraw, but he was playing at the top of the game when he was healthy. He had a season high of 18 points and a season, a career high of 10 assists against the Timberwolves in a game. And then 12 days later, he scored 22. It was a loss to his hometown, Chicago Bulls. But, you know, we see him starting to score more. We see him start to thrive more and be more of just a defensive player. Um, and then going into that 2016-2017 season, you know, this is when James Harden is thriving as well. Beverly played a key role for that Rockets team.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough for Pat Beverly. You know, he's trying to score, but defense is really what he lives by. Defense, defense, defense. And that's why after the 2017 season, he was named to the first team all-defensive team. And that's really hard to do. There's only five players in the NBA They get that honor, a point guard, a shooting guard, a small forward, a power forward, and a center. One point guard, Patrick Beverly, won that award and joined that team. Interestingly, he's only the fourth player in Rockets history to earn that honor. So that's hard to do in itself, and Pat Beverly did it, which speaks to his defensive skills.
0: Yeah, and, you know, not only his defensive skills, but I also think that we've been talking about it. It just shows how scrappy he is. A lot of the time, people talk about Pat Bev's defense not in terms of his you know, natural skill to steal the ball. It's his scrappiness. It's his hard work. It's his ability to, I guess, you know, make people, make defenders mad to the point where he's just picking the ball out of their pocket. And that's what he's known for. He's known for being this hardworking and hustling player. And, I mean, speaking along those lines, that same year he got that all-defensive first team. He also won the NBA Hustle Award. And it's not shocking. I mean, you look at Pat Bev. That is who Pat Bev is. And, you know, he's made a name for himself like that for his whole career.
1: Pat Bev's a scrappy dude. And I know no player wants to go up against him. I know no player wants to be guarded by Pat Beverly because he's so scrappy. He gets down. He plays excellent defense. And that's the kind of player that coaches really do like. Those players who will give 100% play defense and score when they need to. And that's what Pat Beverly is, and that's what he does.
0: Absolutely. And so after this season, the 2017 offseason comes, and he gets traded. You know, Chris Paul, he was on the Clippers for a while, um, but the Rockets were looking for someone to pair up with James Harden to get a deeper playoff run, hopefully make the NBA Finals and win it. And so the Rockets sent Beverly, along with a plethora of other players and picks, to the Clippers in exchange for point guard Chris Paul. And, you know, at the time, it may have sucked for Beverly. You look at it, the Rockets are making the trade to become more competitive, to get further in the playoffs, and Beverly's not a part of this. However, you know, as the Clippers, um, over the next two, three years, it is obviously a very attractable spot. And so as he goes through injuries um, the next couple years as well, he does become a key part of their roster as he becomes healthy. And as we said, Joey, they're at that point where, you know, last year, two off seasons ago now, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard signed with the Clippers. Oh, excuse me, Paul George got traded, Kawhi Leonard signed. Um, but Pat Bev is still there, and he has the chance, if he's helped healthy, to play a huge role for a team that has high championship expectations.
1: Yeah, the Clippers, they're always at the top. In the recent NBA.com, you know, rankings, power rankings for each team, the Clippers are number one. And that's even without Pat Beverly, Kawhi Leonard battling injury. So the Clippers are a good team. So hopefully we can see Pat Bev win his first NBA championship here in 2021.
0: Yeah, and as we said, I mean, he is not he is not healthy right now. But we talked about it a little bit towards the end. Um of, of the original part, but, you know, he's getting back from this injury. He's trying to, he's making progress towards getting back to himself, Kawhi Leonard as well, but, you know, it's definitely more important to be healthy come playoff time. And as you said, Joey, I mean, obviously the goal is to get him his first championship. He wants that. I'm sure Paul George wants that, who's also going for his first ring. Kawhi Leonard is their leader. He knows how to do it. I think they have a good chance. Joey, what do you think about their chances of actually doing that this year?
1: Yeah, I think they do have a great chance. I thought they had a great chance last year, but you know, they came up just short this year. They're ready. You know, the Lakers battling an injury, the Jazz also battling injuries. So all these teams at the top are battling injuries. If the Clippers could stay healthy, come playoff time, get Kawhi Leonard healthy, get Pat Beverly healthy. Paul George stays healthy. The Clippers have a great shot at winning a championship in 2021.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, it seems like all these Western Conference teams have dealt with a bit of injury besides the Phoenix Suns. I mean, you know, the Jazz, Donovan Mitchell's out, Clippers, Pat Bev, Paul, or Kawhi Leonard, I, there's more too. Serge, Serge Ibaka, I believe, is out. The Lakers, obviously LeBron and AD have been out for a long time. The Nuggets lose Jamal Murray. Um, the, the Blazers went a long time without McCollum. It's just... It's a constant theme in this year's NBA. But as you said, you know, with the experience on this roster, I I agree with you, Joey. I think the Clippers have the potential. They have the players to make a deep playoff run. It's just, you know, it's up to them. They got to be healthy and they got to be ready. But I do think they have a good chance to get that far this year. So thank you for tuning in to this week's episode on Patrick Beverly continue to watch the NBA season in in hopes that, you know, Pat Bev maybe gets his first ring and uh, we will be back next week.